Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Welcome to another episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I've got a great interview with Krista Kippenberger, and we're going to discuss vision casting and what that is. Uh, but before we dive into that, I wanted to kind of make a couple announcements. We'll start doing that as we go along here on the introductions, just to keep you up to speed on everything. Uh, I'm excited. I am finally have made the plunge uh, to start donating more. Uh, I've donated a little, you know, definitely through the different uh, businesses or personal, but I've really over the last year been reading and listening and diving into the idea of, of really giving more and some of the strategies out there. And so uh, I'll be doing that in my my personal life, not necessarily like a 10% tithing to a church or anything, but you know, maybe a little bit there, a little bit for some children's hospitals, certain things like that in my personal life. But from as it pertains to modern chiropractic marketing in that business, uh, I'm going to be donating 20% of the pre-taxed profits to Clinical Compass. And so, you know, there's profits in a business each month, and then that gets taxed. Uh, we're going to do the 20% before it gets taxed of the profits. And we do try to closely follow the kind of profit first allotment of that amount. So it's we, we do have profits. It's not like I'm saying we're going to be donating a percentage of profits, but we don't have profits. And, uh, you know, we've we've chatted with uh, Clinical Compass, and that will be the initiative we will donate to each month and uh, looking forward to doing that. It's definitely a commitment on, on our part, but I do believe it's important for the profession. And it's something that, you know, we've uh, honestly, we've grown exponentially. And I just feel like, you know, there's a lot to be thankful for that as I reflect on this year and uh, to try to progress the profession forward. And I believe uh, Clinical Compass is doing a great job of that. And so we're going to support them on their journey and work through some of the different projects they have and cherry pick one or two here and there as we go along. And so I'm excited uh, for that. And so just wanted to give an update on that. Uh, lastly, you can still uh, join the free course on outpacing inflation in private practice and just go to bit.ly bit.ly forward slash mcm inflation and that is free help you overcome what we're dealing with in personal and business expenses so check that out all right so we're going to dive into an interview with krista on vision casting her and uh, dr kurt kippenberger who's one of our associate coaches um, they do this each year and been doing it for a while and we dive into what that means, what it is, how to go from being a dreamer to a visionary. And this is a big part of that. And I think it's a, a really great topic and a lot of us need to be doing this. I know uh, I'll be, I do a lot of planning and vision and reverse engineering and doing all that. Uh, but I haven't included my wife in the details of some of that. We, we communicate often and well. Uh, but I think actual, um, as you'll hear, kind of a three-day thing uh, could be very good. And so I want you to consider that as well as you round out 
2022 and going into 2023. All right, here is my interview with Krista Kippenberger. All right, welcome to the show, Krista. I really appreciate your time today. It was finally exciting to meet you in person in Key Largo a few weeks ago. You know, we've known each other for a while and I felt like I knew you in person and we actually got to meet. Uh, it was really cool opportunity and and I want to thank you for for coming down. Uh, we had a, we had a great time. I love that we actually had not met like we knew each other three years before we actually met in person. That is so weird to me. But yeah, yeah I was so excited to meet you in Key Largo. What an awesome place and destination to be able to <laughs> be able yeah. to meet. It was great, you know, and so we uh, we had a little conversation while we were at, uh, you know, having drinks and we talked about some of the vision casting stuff. So we're going to dive into that today. But before we do, uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself personally, professionally, and then we'll go into it. Sure. Um, I'll start with, I guess, how we met is mm -hmm. through my husband, Dr. Kurt Kippenberger. Um, together, we opened Focus on Health Chiropractic 12 years ago. We're in Columbia, Missouri, and he was the doctor and I was basically everything else, <laughs> uh, but mostly got to a point where I did a lot of the marketing and a lot of the office manager uh, stuff. And so um, that was 2020. And then I was offered a position as a shelter agent for an insurance company. And I've taken on that role and still do a little bit at Focus on Health uh, with the marketing and things like that, but um, have dual roles, roles now, which keep me pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, you know, one of the things we were kind of chatting about was the, the vision casting side of things. I've always been a big fan of vision, you know, really getting clear on what that looks like. I know you and Kurt have taken yearly trips to kind of get super clear on that. And I, I found that very fascinating. That was kind of how we, we even started having this conversation, but uh, tell our audience, like, what is, what's the essence of vision casting? And then we'll go into it. Yeah. I, I think when people say vision casting, they're, they're yeah. not really clear on what that is or what the definition is. And so recently I've said, it's a time and a place that we come together and create a vision uh, for the next year to be able to step towards that goal and that vision casting um, in the end. So, so yeah, so it's like uh, combining vision and forecasting, right? Correct. Yeah. So now do you start with a longer time frame and, you know, in mind? at a certain point and then break it down into year increments. Uh, how, how does that work? So, yeah, I think that in the beginning, we kind of came together and created a um, out there vision, right? Like something that we are, are working towards maybe a five to 10 year vision that um, we hope to achieve one day, yeah. but to be able to, because I think my personality is to be able to check something off and, and Kurt's too, I think, um, we had to break it down into that next year possibility. Mm -hmm. What is that next step that we could take toward that vision for next year? And so as you get into a routine of going through this vision casting retreat, then you get to that point where you're like, okay, what can I do next to be able to hit that 
huge goal that we have at the end. And there are some exercises that you can do to be able to, to dream big. One of the biggest things that we do is get into, and that's why I say it's a place, mm-hmm. get into a beautiful place, whether it be Key Largo, whether it be just a nice hotel, but getting away from that daily grind where you can quiet your mind and be able to dream big. That's where that huge vision comes from Mm -hmm. is that um, space uh, in your mind to be able to do that. So then once you've kind of painted that huge dream together as a couple, and I, I do think it's important, especially if you're running an office together to kind of have that combined vision so that you're working together and you're not working separately. Um, that I think was the biggest driver for us is that we wanted to be on the same page and we wanted to hit goals together. And so then being able to niche it down to, okay, what is that, that next thing that we want to do? See, let me ask you a couple of questions about the relationship side of things. Um, Now let's say you're chiropractor. One's a chiropractor owner. The other one is a spouse, but it doesn't really have anything directly involved with the practice. Would you still do this vision casting with your significant other or would would you do it with your team? Like how how would that best play out? That's a good question. Um, Gosh, so I can only speak from, well, two things. So one, if you are involved in the practice and this is a great way to do that is to come together like this. If you're not a part of me thinks that that wife at home still wants to be in the husband's life, knowing what's going on, right? Like you don't just want to be the wife of the doctor. I don't think anybody or even the other way around just that house who walks in thinking that they know things. Mm -hmm. I really think gleans so much um, strength in your relationship when you come together and kind of lift this up. This, um, you know, this is his livelihood. My husband's the doctor. This is your livelihood, their passion. As the other person, you want to be able to support that. And so I think it's important that you hear their dreams out and that you want to help them work towards that. That's one way. If your spouse is really, really not involved, then yes, I think an accountability partner is super helpful or your team or a coach, someone that can really hold you accountable to those goals so that then you can get your team to buy in and Mm. you can then walk um, with a clear way of where you're going. Yeah. And that's something I'll speak to it a little bit in my scenario as the doctor and in my wife um, is not involved in the practice uh, directly. Uh, so, but I do, you know, I, I made a mistake in the past in previous relationships where um, I didn't kind of fill them in on my dreams and, and and goals and things like that. And so with Laura, her and I have a lot of conversations around it. Now uh, we haven't done a, a, a vision casting kind of retreat, which is definitely something I'm interested in and, and, and part of my selfish reason of having you on the podcast, but um, you know, I, I do try to, you know, go over a lot of what's in my world here so she can see where we're going. Right. Cause as, as I go there professionally, we go there, uh, personally in a lot of ways. And so, you know, this, this past year was a big year for us. Uh, I exited patient care and, 
I now have freedom of schedule and freedom of location. And so uh, we can do things a little bit more, but there was a lot of stress around it, a lot of finances around it, you know, all positive. But I had to tell her, I was like, look, you know, we're going to kind of double down on the professional investment of things right now and uh, maybe take a step back from redoing the kitchen at home or something, right? Uh, just to ha have that layer of protection. So we, you know, we, not to, to belabor it too long, but there was a lot of communication around it consistently. I do think having a really nice, you know, and we actually are going to be doing uh, something like this soon is going to be a next step for our relationship. So I do think it would be beneficial, even if this, the significant other isn't a direct involvement in the practice. Yeah, I, I just think they're they're connected. I, I don't think we keep them separate, that your professional life is connected to your personal life. And if you bring your spouse in, I've seen it the other way. I have, Kevin, where people have like left their spouse out and maybe they're the stay-at-home mom and, oh, I'm, I'm running this over yeah. here. And it's not ended well. It's yeah. uh, you're leaving your 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 best friend, your spouse mm -hmm. out of this conversation. And especially like you say, well, we're not going to do this at home because honestly, we have to put it back into the business. If yeah. only your spouse had that communication from you, just imagine like, okay, I get that. I am on the same page with you. Yeah. No problem. But you know, I just think it just ends badly if we don't include for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always tried to um, forecast out, you know, 10 years in advance. But the thing, and I want you to touch on this a little bit, um, which I find fascinating because it's really important to bring it down into the year because you may have a 10 year vision, which I've had in the past, you know, like I'm 42 now. It's like, I remember when I opened my practice, I was actually just had turned 30. So it was a, a pretty, it's always interesting when you start something big, right? When you start a new decade of life, right? Like at 30 and you know, I had, I had a vision of what I wanted my, my professional life to be like. And at 42, it looks nothing like that. It's actually a lot better. It's a lot different, but it's yeah. a lot, it's a lot better. I couldn't imagine being where I'm at yeah. now, but it was really taking steps in the right direction to get there and breaking it down year by year. And so uh, can you touch on that a little bit? You know, it may, it may look different, may look better, may look, you know, completely different, but it doesn't mean you didn't progress forward. Well, exactly. I think that that vision leads you, but I, I can be honest that our lives have turned out better than I could have imagined. Like I couldn't imagine this. And like you said, it's just, it's because you were taking that actionable steps that then you yeah. kind of step to it. I think when you said, you know, a lot of people have this 10 year vision. Well, I think when vision boards were really popular, people were putting on these mansions and these yeah. beautiful cars. And well, that didn't work because mm -hmm. it took us too freaking long to get there that we we're like, were we really wanting that? Do we, are we working towards that anymore? What is even the next step for me to, to have that? And so I think that that is why we do vision boards that are a year for that next year. Yeah. What is the yeah. year? Put it on there so that you can say, okay, I am focused on that. That's the steps I'm taking mm -hmm. um, and walking towards. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how we get our team to buy in is that we paint the dream for them and we paint what that goal is. And then together we make that vision board so that they can see it every day of this mm -hmm. is my focus for the year.
Yeah. Otherwise you just become a dreamer, right? You know, you, we've always heard that term where like, Oh, you know, he's a dreamer. It, it typically means like, yeah, he's dreaming, but he doesn't take any actual steps to get there uh, yeah. versus someone that's say a visionary, right? You hear that term, someone's a visionary. Well, it typically means, you know, they've got a really good vision, but they actually start to boil it down into a step-by-step -step process. All right, docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors, and you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel mcm that is bit.ly bit.ly propel mcm modern chiropractic marketing right and so check out that link and we're going to have you go over five seo secrets to owning the first page of google uh, without buying ads and darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. Obviously I talked to a lot of chiropractors and in the ones that are spinning their wheels, you know, chronically, it's typically because they're not really getting detailed in a, in a year plan. And I see that quite a bit. And I, and that is part of that vision casting weekend is that you wake up and you reflect of what was going well in our past year. What are the friction points? What are just not feeling good? Like what systems are sticky and you know, what could we change? It does start with that. Be able to look backward and say, okay, we've got to change that or that went really well. We need to continue that. Mm -hmm. And then you dream, you don't just dream right away. We've got to reflect first to be able to see, okay, what could be that dream or that goal for the next year moving forward? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's just so important. So Let's, uh, let's, you know, kind of get into a little bit of the details. What are some of the things that say you and Kurt, what are some of the categories that you would really start to break down in a year? Is it personal life and business? Is it uh, time, money, freedoms? Is it uh, hiring stat? Like, what are some of the things that you kind of look at when you're planning out this year? Sure. So it really starts with when we get there, we um, start our slow down our brain. We do a self care day first. And I think people are like, wait, what? Just get into the work. No, for me, it's really important that I get there and I either take a hike, take a yoga class, nap, do a massage, like really get into that self care where it slows your mind down so that then we can create space to do that work that we have to do the next day. Second day, we wake up early. We are ready to do the work, which again, we reflect, we talk about fiction points. We talk about what we're grateful for in the year that has gone good. And then we start to dream. And that really does come from what went well and what didn't go well, what yeah. things could we fix into that next year. Now, the second day here is just talking about business, just that mm -hmm 
professional life, you know, is it continuing education that we want to be doing? Is it stepping away from the practice? What in that personal life are we going to set goals around? Mm -hmm. The third day is when we really talk about personal and at home life. So that to me includes any finances and budget that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we feel secure? Do we need to make more investments or, you know, is our life insurance in the right place? Um, are our kids in activities too much, too many activities? You know, we really have a space around our kids can only be involved in two things. And that is it. We are (laughs) cutting that off because we know that the goal for our family is a slower life Mm -hmm. and having them involved and gone every single night of the week does not align with our vision. And so, yeah, what trips we want to go on, what time we want to take off. That Mm -hmm. is that third day where we can really come together and set family goals together Mm -hmm. so that our kids know like, oh, it's not always just work with them that, you know, they're still talking in a family unit. That's cool. And so it's just the two of you, just to kind of summarize, you know, a nice self-care day, which I like. I think when we were in Key Largo, you both had massages. I saw you walking out in your robes. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) must. So yeah. So when you're picking a place that you kind of heard some of those things that, that we Mm -hmm. enjoyed. So like, I really like to have some kind of spa attached to the hotel. I really like to have a space where you can go and look over something beautiful, whether that be into nature or a pool Mm -hmm. or the ocean, um, being able to kind of quiet your mind in that way. And then also like, do they have room service? Do they have a restaurant that you can really enjoy good food? Cause some of that self-care is just eating well. Yep. That's great. And then day two is obviously the practice or professionally. And then day three is, is personal family and, and, and getting all that squared away. And you know, that really is going to build a blueprint for a great year that, um, you know, obviously, it will start out in the direction you're wanting. There'll probably be some things that, you know, life throws in the way, but it's, you know, it's, it's having a plan. It's just like anything else. Right. And so you can adjust to the plan. You can adjust the plans better when you have one versus being completely reactive throughout the year. And I think it also gives us that focus where these little fires that come up and mm-hmm. I don't know, I'll small all business owners have them of like this fire that comes up. We can say, okay, this wasn't, obviously part of the plan, Mm -hmm. but is it part of the long-term vision? Is it really that big a fire that we have to deal with it right now? Maybe it's something we can put aside and and talk about at the next vision casting. Mm -hmm. You know, it it can be that beacon of hope that gets you through the year to say, that's not important, but that is. Yeah. And it could be opportunities too. It may not be fires. It could be opportunities. And is that opportunity serving this, this vision? And, and as you know, like, you, a lot of things get thrown your way in a particular year. It's been something that, um, since we had our second child, uh, I really, I remember it was kind of interesting. I was on a flight and it was, the timing was like, yeah, the, the, the air travel right now sucks with after the <laughs> pandemic. And I was flying to some conf- state conference, which was fine. And I remember on the way back, like everything was delayed. Is this, that, and the other thing. And I just remember saying to myself, I was like, you know, when I get home, I'm gonna have a conversation with my, my wife about, what do we as a couple agree uh, is a comfortable travel schedule for me, right? Like put it, put away the family vacation. Those are all great things and we're doing it together, but I'm, I'm in a position professionally. I could, I could travel 30, 35 times a year speaking engagements is state conferences and, and the like. 
that would grow my business. Um, public speaking is something that I've done a lot of, and it does help drive business. Uh, and I could do a lot of them. And I do know some of my colleagues that do a lot of them. And, uh, you know, we had a, just had a conversation and, and I, we came to a good agreement and it was kind of led by me. It was like, look, I don't want to do that. And so we set kind of a, some parameters around my professional traveling that we felt comfortable as a, as a family. And, you know, I got a little bit of a built-in um, benefit with this podcast. We have quite a few downloads each month. And so I have an audience through this, so I don't necessarily need to be on the speaking circuit, uh, yeah. you know, constantly per se. Uh, so that's been helpful, but that was again, like an example where professionally, it's one thing, but then personally as a family is, is another. And so it's uh, by setting the parameters and I'll get to my point here in a second, <laughs> but setting the parameters has made it a lot easier for me to turn down opportunities when people reach out to like, Oh, would you come to this city to do this or do that? And I've got a certain amount of locked in things that I have to go to that I know I'm going to. And I leave a little bit of room for some opportunities that come my way, but, and if it doesn't fit in there, it's an easy no. And so I think if you get clear on this vision for the year, like you're, you're talking about, it yes. makes you a lot, it makes it a lot easier to filter out opportunities that, you know, that could be good opportunities, but is it serving the long-term vision as, from you, from a professional and from a family standpoint? Yes. It gives you the the ability to say yes or no and and have that answer clear because you have that vision, that why of what you're working toward. And I also want to point out just like the communication between you and your spouse gets so much better after one of these. It's, it's just stronger. And I know, you know, with kids that when you get home and you want to communicate about your day, that that just doesn't happen. It, yeah. You know, you are kind of pushed to the side of like, okay, it's 9 p.m. Now we can talk. Yeah. Um, and so I think that really having this retreat of just the two of you to get on the same page, to open that line of communication, mm -hmm. strengthens your relationship so much and helps throughout the year to just, yeah. again, walk together toward this vision um, that you're trying to create. Yeah, this is cool. And I think it's it's very, very important. I'm assuming you write stuff out and you got a whole thing there. And you, do you review the previous years that you did? Yes. So actually one year we took all the paperwork from previous, I think it had been like 10 years previous. Yes, that was it. We were celebrating 10 years and we were like, how could we make our 10 year the best year? So let's look at what we did the last 10 years and what went good in each of those years. Mm -hmm. So funny, COVID hit March yeah. 2020 and all of our plan was shaken up, mm -hmm. but um, at least we had walked into the year thinking this would be a, such a fun thing to do. And, um, honestly, uh, it, it kept us kind of straight and narrow during that COVID time of yeah. like, okay, these numbers are not doable here, mm -hmm. but are we surviving? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's fascinating. I remember cause I do three year, um, kind of strategy circles. It's a, it's a tool from strategic coach. And I, you know, again, my, I was born in 1980. So it's like everything lines up perfectly as far as decades in my age. And so, like 20, I, I turned 40 on January 9th, 2020. And I had sat down and really wrote out my next three years. So it was perfect. Okay. New decade for me, new decade for us, you know, that the 2020s, everybody was exciting about the 
roaring 20s coming. And I sat down and did this whole thing for three years and obviously then shit at the fan in March. But I look back on what I did then because it's uh, at the end of this year is going to be wrapping up that three year that I did. And I accomplished more than I actually had set out to because on that wasn't to exit patient care at the time. I thought that was more like age 50 for me, honestly, but we were able to kind of expedite that through various things that have been successful through business. So um, it's pretty cool to look back on some of the previous ones you did and see how it, how it shaked out. I call that a vision statement. So like I forecast five years in advance and I'll actually paint that perfect day. So like five years before I hit 40, I said, when I was 35, I was like, okay, it's July 2nd, uh, 2020, 2022. That's when I turned or 2021. That's when I turned uh, 40. I just painted the day of what that looked like surrounded by my family. My kids are this age. Um, this is the time I woke up. This is how I go into work. I work best at this hour and blah, blah, blah. And you're right. Looking back at that vision statement, so small, which yeah. is so awesome. You know, I love that I started out that way, but now after I turned 40, I wrote another one for that five years um, of what does it look like until I get to 45. And I think painting that perfect day and being able to say, okay, that's the life I want to live. Yeah. You're just migrating that way to it. Yeah. There's an interesting book called by Dr. Ben Hardy called um, be your future self now. Yes. Uh, and it's a good read. I enjoyed it. And one of the things he talked about in there, which I need to do, I do a lot of this type of stuff in December, you know, wrap up the year, but he actually had a whole thing in there where you shoot a, you record a video of, of just yourself talking about what your life is going to be in 10 years. And you get very clear on that. And you set that intention through that video. And then you store it somewhere. You don't show anybody. Just keep it kind of like a time capsule on your Google Drive somewhere. Time capsule. That sounds uh, awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to do that in the, in the coming weeks. And then uh, I really will boil it down into, you know, what my next year looks like. So uh, I'm excited. That that was that was good information. I want to to segue a little bit. You've been kind enough to uh, be one of our we're trainers. We're gonna within our MCM mastery. You know, yeah. we've been uh, group coaching and we do the marketing for chiropractors now, and that's been awesome. We're actually adding a third component to his uh, a once a month kind of training sessions for different uh, staff type of members you may have as a practice and. You're going to kick us off in January with front desk training for for our members front desk. Uh, you you obviously uh, worked many years kind of hiring and training and firing and and all those things for the for the front desk. So tell me a little bit about your experiences uh, in that realm of the of running a practice. Yeah, honestly, um, leading a team drives me. I love being able to. Um, you know, have fun with the team. I think that they make the practice and especially your front desk. That is the first person they see. And that is the first person they talk to. So to have them, um, train the way you want them, I feel is, is 
uber important to a successful practice. And that's why I started there. I, I was the front desk. I know how it worked. I know the expectations and sometimes the customer service that you are always dealing with. And so, yeah, it's part of my passion is to lead that mm-hmm. uh, team to a successful, you know, year by training and, and make sure they're having fun. Yeah. And for a lot of people, you know, 2023, part of their growth will be, will be hiring or optimizing. And, you know, inside of MCM Mastery, we're running a whole 20% growth initiative for 2023. Like we want our members to, you know, really target 20% growth and revenue next year. And for some, it's going to be hiring a front desk. Some For some, it's going to be replacing a front desk. For some, it's going to be improving the front desk. And we just realized like that was a missing component for our members was some of these trainings. We've got uh, Cassie home going to work with CA training in, in February, March. We've got a few other experts that are going to be really tackling some of these things. And it's not going to be, you know, cookie cutter where everybody's got to do this. There's going to be things that, you know, you're going to tailor it to their, their practice, but it's, you know, uh, so many people hire front desks and never train them. I know. I think they think like, oh, they'll figure it out. Like yeah. just like, especially like I see the doctor's mentality, like I am treating, like I do not want to have to train my front desk. And yeah. I, that, like somebody has to do that. Yep. Somebody has to be that person who pours into that person who is greeting mm-hmm. every single one of your patients and giving them that of what's it going to be like in my office? What's the experience you're going to have here? Is it going to be a good one or is it going to be a snotty one? You don't want that. You want that first impression to be great. And so, um, yeah, treating your front desk and making sure they're, they're trained up is super important. Yeah. Two things on that. You know, one is, you know, a lot of front desks of regular medical doctors are atrocious, you know, like they don't give a, like, and we just can't have that. Like, it just cannot be that it's gotta be someone that really cares. It's personable and, and is alert and oriented. Right. Um, the second thing, Kurt, actually, he did a, a, each one teach one in our St. Augustine mastermind weekend. And it was about preceptor training, but someone had brought up like, Oh, you know, we like, you know, training someone and then they leave, you know, it's frustrating. And and he had a good saying, and I forget who originally said it, but it, he was like, I'd rather um, train someone and lose them versus not train someone and them stay around for a long time. And it, yeah. you know, it's so true. Yeah. And I think that uncomfortable firing, no one wants to do, no one wants to have that conversation and you're just going to let them kind of uh, lead with no type of you know, like just get, and, and, and going back to, you want to grow your practice 20%. Yep. I think that the front desk starts that. Mm-hmm. How are they going to impact the numbers? Everything, yep. everything is around them because um, they're the ones that are taking the phone calls, rescheduling the patients or not. Yep. Um, they're reading them and rescheduling them or not, mm-hmm. they are the growth right there. Like those kind of just systems that you can put in place to make sure that they're doing that you can easily check on once they are, um, will help you grow 20% like over very quickly because they're, the systems are in place and they are, you know, um, held to the accountability of them. So plus once they see like that, they're helping you grow your practice, they're going to be excited about their position too. They're going to have purpose in that as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so important. So I thank you for 
stepping up to the plate to help us with that. That's going to be going to be great. And then uh, last but not least, third little kind of topic, which we were chatting about something that uh, I just wanted to inform chiropractors of, because, you know, we talked a lot about it in the mastermind. It was something that popped up. And I remember, I think I might've been the person that told Kurt, which was the employee retention credit. And, you know, we got that uh, a lot of chiropractors in our mastermind didn't know about it until Kurt and I talked about it and they, they ended up getting it. Uh, can you, cause you guys were able to, to retroactively do it, I think. Um, yeah. And tell us a little bit about that. What's going on with that? Yeah, chiropractors don't sleep on this. This yeah. thing, super important. Um, you know, we, you had told us, and then we went to our accountant and she um, honestly just didn't know anything about it. The, the biggest hurdle to get over was she had not read the ins and outs of what the employee retention credit was. Now she did not say that. She did not black and white say, no, I don't really know. Maybe you should find someone else. She told us, no, we don't qualify, which made me want to switch accountants in an instant because I don't feel like she had our best interests. And I know a lot of other chiropractors have accountants who may have said that as well, where it boils down to is having that CPA who knows the ins and outs of it. And I have found that guy, uh, Joel helped us get the employee retention credit. He has read the fine details and where we qualify as chiropractors is that we were partially suspended. Mm -hmm. If your County, well, most of us, maybe not all of us, don't blanket statement, Krista. Don't blanket statement. Um, we need to see if you were partially suspended. And we can do that by looking up your county ordinances to see what kind of restrictions you had in place. Yeah. So for me, Columbia, Missouri, we had restrictions from March 20 to May of 2021. So yeah. we were partially suspended that entire time, meaning, you know, uh, Um, we couldn't go out and market the way we used to, like in health fairs and things like that. So that was partially restricting. We had to separate patients in the waiting room or only let a few in. We had to clean after every single patient, which maybe didn't seem like a lot to you, but it actually did alter you in some way that partially suspended you. Mm -hmm. So I've think it's worth a conversation. Even if your accountant said that you didn't qualify, I think that you should check with Joel just to make sure that that is the truth. Uh, this is big money that you yeah. could be out on. And it's not about the money here. It's about um, taking care of an industry that was partially suspended for a, a very long time. Yeah. And I know like we shut down for a month. Uh, we we ended up a couple other closures because doctors getting COVID and we had to close like it, you know, obviously we all, everybody knows the the history of, of dealing with COVID in your private practice. So um, yeah, definitely. And so if they're interested in in investigating this a little bit further, it is considerable uh, tax refund essentially, or a credit that you actually get a, a typically checks in the mail for different quarters. I know I did. And it's a substantial amount of money, depending on your amount of employees and revenue. All there's a lot of variables, so it's not a, a set amount. But uh, if someone's interested in kind of learning some of this, how can they find that information or reach out to Joel? Yeah. So or you, I, you or Joel, whoever. I'm, exactly. Reach out to me. I think that yeah. I can help with the 
making sure that you're uh, partially suspended. Actually, Joel has given me a form that I then email to you so that yep. then we can kind of streamline the process because at the first I was so passionate of getting chiropractors this help. I just yeah. thought, um, what an, what an opportunity for us to be able to, um, you know, grow our practices yeah. with some credit. Yeah. And so I'm, uh, he's given me the, the form to be able to then email to you so that then together we'll go, okay, now Joel, look at mm. this. Is this good? Does this qualify for partial yeah. suspended? And he can say yes or no. So it's just a few questions for you to go through and answer. So I'll include my email and maybe I'll send it to you, Kevin, that you can kind of put in the show notes. And then that would be the best way that I can get you in touch with Joel. Perfect. Yeah. And just to kind of clarify, it's not credit in the sense of like, uh, like a loan um, or, or, oh, yeah. debt that, no. or debt that you're taking on. It's just, it's a, it's a employee retention credit. And for most chiropractors, you, you know, you're retroactively doing it. You would, you will have to amend some tax returns and things like that. If, if you're not, you know, I actually, my accountant told me early on, so we, we only had to amend a couple quarters and then we were able to um, do the other quarters as we were going along. Uh, but you actually, you know, we'll get, physical IRS checks in the mail. And so, um, it's something that can offset, uh, you know, the money that you, you did lose, uh, during this whole pandemic thing. So, uh, check yeah. that out. I'll put all that in the show notes. Um, I really appreciate your time today. I'm excited to, uh, have this conversation with my wife about the vision casting and really start to get clear on that type of stuff. So thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me, Kevin. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you want to make the shift from busy, broke, and broken to time-free and cash-confident, or you just want to continue with the exponential growth, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Look at the MCM Mastery tab, watch the short video on there, and check out what we are doing now for evidence-informed chiropractors. We are equal parts coaching and marketing done for you. Yes, you shoot some videos. We help you with campaign strategies and ideas and really become a thought leader in your community. You shoot those videos, you send them to us. We produce, edit, and brand them to you. Then we distribute them through all of your channels. We also take them and we turn it into one good blog per month. And every other month, we have Darcy Sullivan producing a robust blog with a topic that you pick from her database to help with your SEO. So we essentially become your content marketing agency to make sure your practice is always having ethical, elegant content marketing to help grow your practice. On the coaching side, we also help you with everything from marketing ideas to business, communications, finances, anything practice growth and really try to help prevent you from being stuck on that island. And we hold you accountable. We have a great group of doctors that are just doing amazing things. And we look forward to help you out to take that next step in your practice. So again, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com and learn more.